it going, Yamatators? Episode 120 with Stephen Ray Morris. It was awesome. You guys, we talked a lot about Star Wars. We talked about um, his job. He does a lot of those um, BuzzFeed-type sites. Uh, we, we talk about which ones he works for in there. But, um, yeah, it was, it was really fun, really funny. And there was a lot of, uh, a lot of riffing. But also go to facebook.com slash Yamatat with Doug Culp. Go to iTunes and Stitcher, whatever you're listening to this on. Rate it, review it, get more people talking about it, and um, get it out there. Duplex Comedy Suplex was awesome. We had Jason Weisenberg, and we had Aaron Alexis. And um, we had a good time. It was a small, intimate show, but it was great. Please keep telling people about it. Spread the word. And, you know, yeah, duplex comedy suplex. My Twitter is at Dougathan, D-O-U-G-A-T-H-A-N. The show's Twitter is at Yamatat, Y-A-M-A-T-A-T. Twitter for duplex is at duplex comedy. And Instagram is at duplex comedy suplex. I've got a donate button on my website on Yamatat.com through PayPal. There's one uh, for America, one for Australia. Um, any help would be greatly appreciated. And now yam it up with me and Stephen Ray Morris. Nothing about nothing. Nobody tells me nothing. You seen Hot Fuzz, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't snitch on no target. Nobody tells me nothing. The guy in the hotel. Yeah, yeah. I recently watched part of that movie. Enter, enter, please. Oh hell yeah! You got the microwave. Oh my god! It's the, it's the, it's the uh, binoculars. 
Oh yeah, I have those. They're I, up there. It's yeah. micro machine set. I have them. I still have that too. I think in up until recently, I like kept them like as a collectible too. Now I want to go find it again. Yeah, I got it at a yard sale or something. I think. Oh, that's nice. a good place to stop the. I just assumed Ooh. it was from Meltdown, because oh. they just bought a big collection of Star Wars toys from somebody. Oh. Yeah, not, not me. <laughs> You're like, I didn't buy them. Yeah. It was, I already I already had mine. Yeah. I'm going to run this back to the fridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait, is that your phone? Okay, of course everyone's texting me and calling me the moment I step into yeah, what? a podcast. Let me turn this down. Has anybody had to actually take a call during a podcast recording? Um, That's never happened to me. It wasn't like had to, but it was like, oh, should I take it? And I was like, sure, why not? <laughs> That's very nice of you. Yeah. One time, uh, Girl Scouts came to the door. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we interrupted the podcast for that. Yeah. Um, but that's about you, it. You didn't like punch them in the face or no, no. kicked them down the stairs. <laughs> You're or... interrupting us. Yeah. Get out of here! <laughs> this is important stuff. I mean, th- their apartment was like, I guess the the Girl Scout like lived across the street. So she was like, "You said that you were gonna get me, you were gonna buy cookies from me." And she's like, oh, "Okay, I guess I gotta go to the door." <laughs> I'm like, "Hell yeah, bring the cookies to us." <laughs> Dude, so seeing as it is 4:20 yeah. today. Happy 420. Yeah, man. Wow, that's really nice. Yeah, I got this piece uh, the other day, 10 bucks, and it's six individual bowls. It looks like um, it looks like the barrel of a gun. Yeah. Like it, they took in like, loading the bullets. Here, here, go ahead and take a hit, but you're, you're going to have to revolve it. Revolve it to the right. To Clock, the... Clockwise every time. Oh, clockwise. It snaps, wow. it snaps into place. That's, that's cool, cool, huh? Oh, thank you. Yeah, man. I've been um, I have an editing job right now, so this is like the perfect thing to like prevent me from because I get so antsy. Oh yeah. And so when I smoke, it's I like calm down, and it's like no, yeah, you're supposed to sit for twelve hours <laughs> and edit. Yeah. Like when I'm normally, I get so maybe it's the coffee. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> yeah, man. Is that a band? Yeah, the Long Winters. They're awesome kind of music <laughs> um indie rock i guess is what they'd be called <coughs> oh god i haven't smoked enough <coughs> drink some of that water yeah swish it around because i've i've found i figured out <coughs> some of the science i don't know if it's with everyone but of why <coughs> of why you cough so much after and i think well for me anyway it's because the the smoke dries out my uvula and then that gets stuck to my throat. I mean that sounds right. And then and then that's what's making you cough because your body's like fucking get the uvula off of the throat. What are you doing? Yeah, yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> I mean, in a way, you benefit most from starting late in this kind of thing because you get all the knowledge that people like. I think when I was in college, the first time I smoked, like we were just using apples. Mm. You know, carving apples and doing it that way. Like, 
so DIY and like like Apple gross. computers. No, no, no. Like like you made a bong out of an Apple computer. <laughs> why would we? Wa- <laughs> why would we waste a perfectly awesome retro computer? Although I bet somebody would do that. <coughs> and, keep, and keep and keep it working too. You could smoke. You could take a smoke break off to the side, and then you. Could oh, suck. dude. New project for anyone out there. Turn an Apple II computer into a vaporizer, like a weed vaporizer. I think somebody... I almost feel like if you just YouTube that right now... (laughs) Someone's already done it. Like computer bong or something. Computer bong, probably, but computer vaporizer? Yeah, that's different. That'd be different, because there's, like, coils in there, and you can actually use the electronics. (laughs) Yeah. That's like the water computers and stuff. That really trips me out. Yeah. I love looking at... I love watching videos of people setting that up. Um, thank you. It's because it's so precarious. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's. You're like I'm it's beyond my. Here's a thousand dollar computer. Let me trust that all these all these water slide tubes that I'm putting through my computer. Yeah. Or like, um, in college, one one of my my roommate bought one of those waterproof casing. Like, oh sweet! Like, because I went to UC Santa Barbara, so mm-hmm. we're by the ocean. Like, we'll throw it in the water. We'll get footage. Like. But, like, nobody wants to risk putting their, you know, yeah. $2,000 camera inside this waterproof case in the, because like, even the one, even a 1% chance that it could flood. Like, you almost want to buy, like, a shittier camera, but then that defeats the purpose. Yeah. Never... But wait, was the, was the computer, were the computer components in the case when you were throwing it out there? Or did you say, like... <laughs> The camera was the thing that was waterproof. The camera, the camera thing. Oh, okay. Like a waterproof case for a camera. Oh, okay. Like, which is probably why those like disposable waterproof cameras are so popular because people were like, "Yeah, I'm not I'm gonna... only wasting thirty bucks, not a thousand dollars." Yeah. <laughs> so like. Because it wasn't it wasn't a sure thing either because yeah. it's like water resistant up to a certain depth and you're like yeah exactly i don't know what that means so yeah. i'll just not well, submerge it in water well <laughs> like well like big movies can afford insurance so that like if they you know on the abyss or, or something like that like if they throw the camera and it gets like hit it's like oh well that was a twenty thousand dollar camera but that was insured so yeah the production's gonna make its money back like i don't have <coughs> camera insurance we'll be fine we'll be yeah fine. yeah we'll t- <coughs> it's a production. We'll be fine. Bill it to SAG. We'll be fine. SAG's gonna pay for the cameras. Yeah. We're like, well, we needed to use it on Tom Cruise. For mm-hmm. no reason. Um, so, you work um, from home, right? Yeah, I work from home. You do There's like a nice a, walk over here. <laughs> you do a bunch of like. Um, uh, clickbait type yeah. articles um that's not dis- i'm not no, saying no, no. That well, yeah. but i know that 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 to me was the like thing. lists right yeah yeah well that that's the thing to me that was like in a weird way heartbreaking and i had to get over the moment that i started writing for for uh websites is that um i write for geek and sundry is that that's oh, what they're looking for well the the title is literally just there to get people to look at the article. So yeah. the title doesn't matter. Like, I would come up with all these, like, crazy artsy or what I thought was clever titles, and it's like, <laughs> no, nobody cares about the title, dummy. Like, yeah. it's about the article inside. So what... So... Buzzword, it, buzzword, buzzword, Well, yeah, buzzword. It, yeah, it does you disservice to, like, have an ego against the titling thing, you know? Because, like, oh, it was my piece. I worked so hard. I wrote this. And it's like, the title is the least important thing to worry about. <laughs> I feel like I've... I've enjoyed writing a lot more the moment I kind of like, because, you know, we all write for our own blogs and stuff and we can, 
Like yeah. I had a, uh, I did, I, for my own blog, I just wanted to write my own review of Jurassic World when it first came out. Mm-hmm. And so I, it was called, um, Claire and the Terrible, No Good, Very Bad Day. And I thought that was like so fun and so clever. And I was like, there's no way that they would like, I mean, it's just a cutesy play on the kids yeah, book or whatever, yeah. but like, there's no way that if I had gotten that article published for a bigger website, they wouldn't have used that title. And so it's like, that was like, okay, I'll have one for me. And then like, you know, and then my other stuff that I I'll write, take so. this one win. Yeah. yeah. And I, and I, uh, lately, lately I've been doing more lists and more essays like that. Whereas, uh, last year I did a lot more like interviews. Like mm-hmm. I was interviewing comedians and stuff and I've interviewed a lot of guests, you know, people that have been a guest on this show, which has been really fun. Dave oh yeah. Ross and, um, I'm trying to think who else has been on that I've interviewed. I mean, it's definitely a few people and, yeah. and stuff, and that was really fun. Mm-hmm. So per you know. per cast, I, yeah, yeah. How's it going? Good. I really were. We just did our. Th- well, today was our thirty second episode. Dope. Yeah, it's you're so almost, exciting. You're almost to the year. Oh, uh, fifty two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I know. We're trying to think of something to do something special for it. What did you do for? Because you're a. You're not at 100 yet, are you? This is 120. Holy shit. Yeah, man. That's so crazy. <laughs> yeah. Rolling around around uh, three years this year. Wow. Um, but... Yeah, I just saw... Um, I was in Chicago, and like when I got back from Chicago, I just had to hit the ground running and was working on projects, but I saw uh, Brianna Murphy there, because she had just moved there. Yeah, yeah. And cool. So it was, and it, that was one of the last episodes that I listened to of this podcast. That was a really good episode. Yeah, that was so fun. Um, yeah, it was cool. She was like literally working down the street from where my sister lived. And I was like, oh my gosh, well, why not? Small yeah. world, yeah, what's yeah, up? Yeah. <laughs> well, and you know, you travel somewhere and it's like you want to see everybody, but sometimes it, it helps to like just kind of live loose and not like... Yeah, not plan everything. Yeah, yeah. And so I was just, it was my last day there and I was just like, who haven't I seen yet? Oh, I know Brianna's here. And then I just texted her and then she was like, oh, I'm down the street. And I was like, oh my God, this is perfect. So we yeah. just like had lunch and it was nice. It's cool. She drew a little cat on my, on my order number thing, <laughs> so that was fun. Where'd, uh, what'd you guys have? What'd you uh, well, she was technically working. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was like a soft open for the restaurant, so she's like, come on down. Like, this is like the best time to go because mm-hmm. it's not crowded and like, it's a really hip restaurant. And I had like a, like a, like a Eggs Benedict, like, sauce thing. So it was good. really good. Yeah, Chicago is good food and the food's cheap and the beer's cheap and. Cool. Apparently the weed's not very good there, but I didn't have any when I was there, so I didn't. Oh, yeah. You know... <coughs> we have it so... Everyone, everyone there is like, you Californians have it so lucky. We do. And um, it's... I'm really grateful for all the trailblazers. Blazers. <laughs> pun intended. Wait, where, where did the actual trailblazers play? The basketball team? Portland. Oh, okay. Well, close. <laughs> yeah. Close. Portland trailblazers. But um, all of the weed trailblazers ahead of me getting my medical card because without them I couldn't have like without the struggle of like hiding it being scared of cops seeing you with it now like, I just have like like the image of like Iwo Jima of like them playing the flag but it's like a weed flag <laughs> yeah dude now I just smoke smoke blunts going down the street yeah I feel like it's not really I mean you're like maybe you can hold that against me right as long as they don't see me <laughs> I mean, you can do that in San Francisco, for sure. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Percast is going well. Uh, we're starting to interview. We're sort of like widening our net with who do we're you, talking to. Do you look for um, 
specific breeds, or are you just looking for people who have cats who want to talk about cats, the, or both? Uh, the latter, really. Okay. Because yeah. honestly, we've only had one person. No, we've had now we've had like a few. Now we've had a couple people with or pure breed cats. Not, Most not, people have mutts, you know. Not so much um, doing it for breeds. Like, okay, next episode is going to be this, or next episode is going to be that. But like a personal checklist in your head of like. Oh shit! They have an Egyptian, or like, oh yeah, shit! Yeah. They have a Siamese. I mean, so. I would like that, but I, <laughs> in a way, I'm only now learning about cat breeds. I feel like again, most of our friends, like, we're, we all have mutts. We all have, I mean, almost nobody really cares what breeds cats are. So yeah. it's only been more recently that we've met people who even have uh, pure breed, uh, purebred cats. Uh, Georgia Hard Stark of Alley in Georgia, and she has a murder podcast. Okay. Uh, she has a Siamese cat. So that was, like, I think our first purebred cat on... Siamese? Yeah, it was... From the movie. From yeah, yeah, the, uh, uh, Lady uh, in the Tramp. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's they, what they're from. That's yeah, where they originated. Yeah, exactly. They started yeah, there. they didn't exist before that movie. <laughs> I mean, they were the... Uh, oh, no, wait. Um, we are Siamese, if you don't, please. <laughs> that we actually just... That's the entire podcast. Yeah. <laughs> just us singing. Actually, I don't even acting out all of Lady in the Tramp. Yeah, <laughs> just for that line. Just it's like that's the only cat part. Oh yeah, that's a huge dog movie. So that would that'd be so dumb. I feel like we would alienate our alienate our viewers. Uh, that would totally alienate our viewers. Oh man, that Although we so did funny aristocrat aristocats. We you did talk that. about that. Yeah. But I was gonna say, a uh, former uh, Yamatat guest, uh, Lisa Best. We had her on as yeah. we did an April Fool's episode where we had a dog, dog person on. Oh, it was so much fun. <laughs> I mean, Lisa Best is is hilarious and was a wonderful guest, and her dog is amazing. Yeah. Because cool. I feel like people were like, eh, it's a cute animal. I'll take it." You know, cat, <laughs> cat. Like people who like cats aren't necessarily like aren't against dogs. Like cat. Pe- like I think Eliza Skinner, comedian Eliza. Skinner has a but joke some about people that. who are for dogs hate cats. Yeah, yeah. Which, you know, I always want to do like a, I want to do like a debate episode where we have like a, a, a dog person on and we like cat v dog. Yeah, we square off. But like, I feel like cat people would just be like, no, but I like dogs. Why would I want? It? <laughs> and the dog person is like, no, cats suck. You have to choose one. Yeah, <laughs> to enter, one leaves. And they're like, why? Why do you hate cats? And they're like. And then, like, they're saying all these reasons, and eventually, like, well, one scratched me when I was a kid. And they're like, oh, I'm so sorry. That sucks. And that's probably where it came from. Like, that sucks. How are you feeling about that? (laughs) Uh, Because, I mean, yeah, I mean, I used to, like, I worked with, like, I worked at a place for a long time that had tons of dogs, so, like, I had the best of both worlds. But one time, one time my cat was at work. She's like, get me the fuck out of here. It's like, what the hell? Why is the floor concrete? Um, so what's something in, in your, uh, in your line of work that, um, that you want to do that you haven't done yet? Oh man. Also, I feel very honored that I'm one of the few non-comedians on your podcast, by the way. I yeah, feel man. like that's a short, it's like <laughs> Izzy and I mean, Aldrin does stand up now. But would he call himself he's, a stand-up? <laughs> Going on mic he, asking Aldrin. He, d- he does not. He does not call himself a stand-up. He's he's got his sketched improv and he he riffs a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've never seen him do a set, but I know that he has a set. So I would love to see him do stand-up. But uh, yeah, no, I feel I feel very honored that I'm part of that small group that isn't a stand-up. Yeah, uh, for me, in terms of goals, because uh, I I write two different. You know, I write like the blog. Listicle. Yale A. Uh, Yale A. Um, don't write as much anymore for them, but they're still great. Comedy Cake, Geek and Sundry. Cool. Uh, Rogue's Portal is a new one. It's another like geeky 
nerdy comic book it sounds website. it sounds very yeah yeah they're really fun it sounds right up my alley <laughs> no Ro- no it's, rogues it, portal oh yeah. is it star wars and portal all ju- enrolled into one i mean i just reviewed uh the first poe dameron comic for them Ooh. and uh also wrote about uh the dvd the blu-ray for the force Awakens. and do you have it yet oh aldrin got it nice yeah oh, it's so good um no what i haven't done so I, I write that stuff and i feel like at that, at this point, I'm, I feel like I'm doing good uh-huh. with that. Like I feel like I'm writing about the stuff that I want about, yeah. want to write about. Yeah. Um, the only thing that I would want to still do that it's uh, that's on the back burner is I love Michael Crichton and Jurassic Park. Obviously, I wrote mm-hmm. a book about Jurassic yeah. Park, but I want to write about all the other like bad adaptations of his books. <laughs> uh, I mean, I have a I have a, I have a s- small place in my heart for or a, a big place in my heart for Congo, dude. But then like the inter- Andromeda Strain, what Sphere. About interviewing him. Well, he's dead. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, my God. Now I look like just an idiot. Just hear the... Like an idiot. He, he died the night Obama was an elected president in 2008. Holy shit. He, uh, I met him when I was 13 or oh, 14 or something. Awesome. Which was amazing. Yeah. And he was like... And it was... Because it was, it, it was after you'd seen Jurassic Park yeah, and yeah, loved it? Yeah, this was, this was way after. This was like in 2002 or something like that. It... Unfortunately, it was, like, during the beginning of his, like, global warming isn't real phase, which, like, whatever, you're, sometimes you're on the wrong side of history on that one. They took him out. (laughs) The the climate commission were like, no, you can't be spreading these, like. Yeah. uh, Oh, have you seen 11-22-63? No, no, but I really want to. So good. Uh, Everyone. Different author, but yeah, yeah. Oh, I know. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, no, I was just thinking about different writers. But, no, I want to write a book about, uh. Uh, his uh, other movies that are because they're all kind of have a very similar thing where they because um, they're like all written in the 70s and 80s but then they've been they're being trying to fit into the mold of like a 90s action movie but they're not really what's um sphere timeline oh, uh, I Congo seen, I haven't seen timeline uh, th- uh, 13th warrior which is Antonio Banderas as like a, a Middle Eastern like missionary who goes to like the Viking lands <laughs> It's like him, it, it's Michael Crichton, like, redoing Beowulf. Wait, you haven't seen this. Oh, it's directed by the guy who directed Die Hard, Paul Verhoeven. Really? Yeah. He Is was, it good? So it's good no, then? No, Paul Verhoeven oh, was bad? removed from the movie after oh, test screenings. Boy. And then Michael Crichton came in to, like, finish it. <laughs> it's 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 not good, but there is good moments in it. It's, it's pretty cheesy. It's pretty fun. I don't know. I think it's pretty fun. 13th Warrior? It's probably, yeah, it's probably a fun flick. I mean, the original book was called Eaters of the Dead. You know, it's got that very, like, cheeky yeah. kind of 50s vibe. But um, actually, no, the, you just reminded me. I want to write about the making of The Hobbit movies. Because they're, cause they're, nobody cares. No, I'm the only person I that cares. I still haven't seen the third one. Uh, I mean, it's whatever. It, it's the only movie, it's the only, like... Like, I know exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, well, one, one thing that Lord of the Rings um, had over me that Hobbit didn't is that I had seen the Hobbit cartoon mm-hmm. and I think maybe read it growing up. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I kind of, I knew what to expect. But for Lord of the Rings, I didn't read those because there yeah. were a lot of pages. <laughs> well, it's funny too, is that with Lord of the Rings, the the longest... I, I, I got tired reading. Like, I reading used to be such a fucking chore. I mean, well, I know. I feel like people have been, is, people now but... read a lot more, but it's because Audible and stuff like that. But 
Yeah. With Lord of the Rings, the longest book is the shortest movie. So they movie. hear it. They hear-read. Hear-read. Yeah, somebody <laughs> needs to make a new term for when they read a book, but only by listening to it. Yeah. I absorbed it. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> I osmosis it. I osmosis jones it. Did you read that book that I told you to read? I Well, I absorbed it. Oh, okay. okay. There's just somebody pressing the book up against their skin. <laughs> That, that just makes me think of Rick and Morty for some reason. The idea of somebody absorbing a book. Yeah. Also, Matrix. Just, like, plug it in. Yeah, Plug yeah. the information. I'm surprised we can't do that. Dude, Maybe. with with uh, the whole audiobook thing and podcasts and stuff, th- um, there's the danger of uh, missing something. Yeah. Because you're doing dishes, you're... Yeah, distracted with run, other things. You're cleaning up the litter box. Yeah. And so there's always, like... with with me and podcasts, there will always be a moment where I'm like, wait, what? And then I'll go back, 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 back. It's, it's funny. I, I only do podcasts when I'm doing other things or I listen to, I'm, I'm actually like doing podcasts while I'm doing something else. That would be very distracting for the person who I'm talking to. I'm like, hold on, I'm doing my laundry. Let's just, although I'm, I'm surprised that isn't a podcast. Has somebody done like a laundry time podcast where they do, uh, where they do a podcast every time they get together to do laundry? I don't know. All right. Well, somebody do it. I don't, I'm not going to do the, that. Cause I don't, I, yeah, yeah. Um, I listened to podcasts for the first time on an airplane, and I actually was like not as engaged with it because I was. It was almost like I was getting distracted because I had nothing else to do. <laughs> to look at. Yeah, yeah, because I wasn't doing my dish. It wasn't doing the dishes or doing laundry or something or working. <laughs> I don't know. It was. It was a, like a late night flight though, so that might have been. Yeah. It was a one a.m. flight. It's funny because it says something about um, the like the attention span of the just the national attention span where it's like <laughs> it's like oh, wait I can only do something thirty seconds at a time. <laughs> well, in in and, uh, and I have to we have to multitask everything. We can't just sit and yeah. do one thing anymore. Vine, Which... Instagram. Well, in doing the, all the social medias. But that's what's so weird about YouTube is that they, they changed all their algorithms lately to favor longer videos. So people, I don't know if maybe Aldrin's talk, talked about this, but like what it, do you it, mean? YouTube kind of screwed over animators because when people make animated shorts, you know, it takes such a long time that most animated videos are like two minutes long or less. Uh-huh. But now YouTube, it, it, you have to watch like I think over like a minute or two before you actually start to make any money off of it. So now everyone puts out YouTube videos like Let's Plays and stuff that are like 30 minutes. Oh. But then it's 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 still saying your same thing about the attention span because I can I love putting on Let's Plays and then doing other stuff in the background. Yeah, because people will put it on, but then they'll do other stuff. I was replaying Mario Sunshine, and then I was like, you know what, I'm just going to watch somebody else play the rest of it. <laughs> and I literally haven't gone back to it at all. I'm just like, well, I've already beat the game. Cause wait, do, you do let's plays, right? Or you do Twitch stuff? I do, I do Twitch. I haven't, I haven't done it in a while, but um, yeah, it's fun. Do you find that people are just? Do you think? Do you think you like your audiences? Are they like watching it, or are they also like doing stuff? Because I know you can. I haven't used Twitch, but I know you can like comment on it. I've seen it in action. But oh, never... um, I don't know. I guess when I've had viewers, it's been they're either very focused on the game because they're a fan of the game and so they see that another person's playing it and they're like oh dope this game cool and they're like i see where you are and i'm not gonna give anything away and i'm like oh, oh really awesome. oh my gosh that's yeah. cool 
Uh, that was Fallout 3. It's like having an audience be like, ah, don't, no! Well, Fallout, Watch out, you know? The like, Fallout games, there's spoilers where if you just find out, then you'll be like, oh, well, I guess I don't have to play it now. Well, that's the other thing, too, on YouTube. I always see, like, uh, somebody's taken all the uh, cinematics of, like, a video game and then just, like, put them all together so you can just watch the ending of a game or Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which that's is... actually pretty dope because some video games... Like, especially old ones are really hard. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Especially without Game Genie? What? How did I survive without Game Genie? Or a Game Shark? That was my... The Game Shark was my jam. Oh, Game Genie was the regular Nintendo. Oh, okay, okay. And then after that was Game Shark oh, okay, okay. on... Um, actually, wait. Uh, Super Nintendo was still Game Genie. Oh, okay. So it was N64 was when they had the Game, Game Shark, Shark. And the PlayStation. Yeah. Okay, yeah, no... And then Game Shark was, like, all enveloping... N64 was my first real system where, like, I was there from the beginning to the end. Yeah. That's the only system where I was there for the beginning and the end. I never, um, I've still never played Ocarina of Time. Just let the pin drop I, in the room. <laughs> I tried to, I tried to play it on an emulator and it was okay on the emulator, but it's still an emulator, so it's kind of buggy and, mm. um. I mean, I have it on GameCube if you ever wanted to. Because they, when they released Wind Waker, they had the Master Quest, which was the that you could play the original Ocarina of Time, or you could play one where they, I think the map is completely reversed, and then maybe oh. there's some like, or they've switched up the puzzles in the dungeons or something like that. Huh. So for people who want to play it again, it's like okay, it's kind of a new experience, it's a new challenge. Yeah, yeah. That's I don't cool. know. I, I don't replay that many video games, so I don't. There's there's so much I mean I just started, I gave up playing Mario Sunshine <laughs> there's so much to do and so much to see <laughs> yeah there's so, I mean there's so many so what's wrong with taking the back streets fucking smash mouth um <laughs> never fun uh, hey now <laughs> hey now hey now um but yeah there's so like with every um new show that comes out just piling that's up that's awesome there's four other new shows that also come out that are awesome. And it's like, oh, shit, what do I watch? When do I watch it? And then people are like, you haven't seen this yet? And I'm like, I'm watching stuff all the time. I like uh, <laughs> I like uh, Emily V. Gordon. Her, she tweeted out the other day that uh, the, every tagline, or the tagline for every show should be, hey, I heard that's pretty good. Which just like tickled me so much. Uh, well, they they I feel like people have done studies where it's like if you look at your Netflix queue, and you calculate how much time would watch it, it would it would you don't have enough time in your lifetime to finish it. Oh yeah, I mean you're it's just like, like wow. It's like there's enough content on Netflix. There's more more content on Netflix than there are stars in the sky. Holy shit! <laughs> Carl Sagan. Carl Sagan would be proud. Well, there, you, you, there are, there's more content to watch on Netflix than there are grains, grains of, of sand. Yes. On every beach. Wow. Jeez, that's a lot of, like, Law & Order. It's like half the galaxy is Law & Order. Um, and Simpsons. Uh, so I have a controversial challenge that I... I want to do and maybe mm. i'll pick a weekend or a summer or like a summer an entire summer okay um it's called the like pilot challenge and, and sometimes that's not fair because pilots pilot aren't pens always pilots or... of tv shows first episode of a tv show okay 
So someone, not someone who flies a plane. Yeah, no. <laughs> I pick you. I pick you. I pick you. You know, uh, helicopter pilots. No, uh, you. Because again, like you're saying, there's so much we can watch. It's overwhelming. So what I do, and it's not fair to uh, every show, but also like my my theory again is the art versus life thing, and like ultimately. Who cares if I don't watch this one TV show? Like, it doesn't hurt anybody. Yeah. It doesn't, doesn't make not... my life any less rich because I didn't watch this one TV show. So, yeah. Gauntlet style, you watch a pilot for a TV show, and you're like, hey, I like this. All right, you move on to the second one. Man, I don't like the second one. Boom, done. Show's gone. And you move on to the next pilot. Yeah. And maybe you don't like that pilot. Okay, cool. I gave that episode one. Sh- I gave that TV show one shot. It's not. Maybe it's not it's fair. Another show off the list. Yeah, but like you can. And there's no, no, nothing says you can't revisit that show eventually yeah. in your life. But maybe you just really want to take a time to really figure out a good show that you want to watch. And there's like twenty of them. And you're like, you know, what? let's just get through this. And yep. fuck, maybe I make it to five let's episodes make a plan. into Mad Men, and I'm like, you know what? This episode sucks. Sorry, Mad Men, let's you're gone. Let's make an agenda. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You get shit done. That's what I'm about, son. What? Uh, oh, I hope that got on. I hope that got on mic. Yeah, it's right there. Oh, you can see this. Yeah, um, that was the high five. Uh, I'm trying not to look at that because I feel like I would be really obsessed with it. No, that's alright. Because this is just what I've been doing for the last week, which is all editing and stuff, and so I'm just like. Oh yeah, and I don't edit it. I'll. I'll yeah. only. I'll only. Yeah. No, I've, I mean, I've listened to him. I love I love because you can hear the person. Maybe this is getting too meta, but I just love hearing the, like, door open and, like, greeting people. That, I I mean, again, I, I the last the last one I listened to, it had that. So I don't know if you've changed oh. that since then or not. No. But yeah. I, always, I always liked that a lot. Um, cool. Yeah, now I'm like, it's like when you, somebody's saying it when you hear your own echo in your head. Yeah. And you're like. And you're like, going to hear it. We're all going to hear it. No. We're all hearing everything right now. Listen, everybody, it's 420. Hey. Hey. Hey, hey. <laughs> oh, my God. There was a... Uh, did you ever listen to Newfound Glory, the band? Back just, in the day? just that one song. My Friends uh, Over You. Last night I had a dream. Wait, that's the Ataris. Shit. Which no no Newfound Glory. I treat Have you I... like a queen. Is that no, also no. Atari's same no. song? That's that's probably the same. <laughs> <laughs> I mean pop punk. You know, it was back in the day. But no wait, which which oh, song? Oh well well no Newfound New Glory. Glory. What was what was one of their ones uh, that everyone um, knew? Miss you and my friends over you. My friends over. Just enough so we don't get sued for copyright. Uh, no, but on a CD that six a se- seconds or under. Remember when there was remember when there were secret tracks before like. Because now if you buy an album online, you can see that there's secret tracks, so it kind of defeats the purpose. Yeah, but secret tracks on, on a CD used yeah, to be a bonus. Yeah, you get to the end and you get like a surprise, but mm-hmm. Newfound Glory had one where there was 30 minutes of silence. Dude. So then you would fall asleep. Hippos did that too. And then they had a thing where they're like, someone's in your house. Like, <laughs> like they did all this like surreal <laughs> shit. And I, you would just like, sometimes you'd wake up and you'd hear them and you'd be like, ah, oh, damn it, they got me again. That's cool. Uh... <laughs> Hip, the hippos had a song start after it was like f- 40 the last song um and then 46 minutes into it that's when the the okay. secret song yeah started. that's great yeah and you then when you first started burning cds you'd be like what was it? whoa like the last track is like 45 minutes and you're like yeah oh. you're like, what yeah Why? we killed the secret track i think with digital <laughs> that's like the biggest like yeah. pour one out for the homies like no it's the, the in in plain sight track yeah <laughs> Did you hear about the band 
Oh, they're they're releasing they're re-releasing their first album with a bunch of in plain sight tracks. <laughs> that took me like way way that took me way too long. I was like, wait a minute. Well, did what? I was like, wasn't there a corn CD where oh, the actual IPS? CD started like started at like track ten or something like oh, where it's all know. hidden tracks and then track ten is when the actual CD starts. I don't know. I, probably. These are my these are my dark days in junior high school. <laughs> Uh, but yeah. anyway, the pilot challenge, that's like, I feel like that's what I want to do. I want to encourage you going people. to flight school. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to flight school. <laughs> oh my God, you just reminded me. I have a, I have a box set where it's called like 50 sci-fi movies from like the 50s and 50s to the 70s. Yeah. It's like that giant ant and the giant other bug. Yeah. And then maybe in like a swamp thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. But there's 50 of them. So okay. you're like, I'm never going to watch all these like like cheesy 50s sci-fi horror movies so what you do you invite a bunch of friends over and then you put on a movie mr science theater it yeah yeah well you mr science theater but also you give everyone who's at your house veto power so the moment somebody gets bored with the movie they can be like next oh yeah because there's so many and there's so many and you just do like a you know i don't know maybe for three or four hours in an evening but you, you know just, what you get i get through all this stuff i like, bet you get to one where everyone's like oh this is actually pretty yeah, good yeah no exactly it's like it's like a bunch of five minutes like 20 minutes and then you watch like an hour and a half of the movie and, and then, then you're like whoa we just watched that whole movie yeah that was good everyone really liked it and then you can put that away for later like in college we would do my roommate and i would do bad movie nights it ended up being bad movie nights because when you have a bunch of people, you're going to be talking and yeah. drinking and yeah. make drinking games out of it. Mm-hmm. But we would, since we were a bunch of film nerds, we would um, we would uh, uh, make people pitch. So you'd bring like one or two baseballs. Movies. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, that's it. I mean, between that and the Wiimote, ugh, it was a disaster in my apartment. Just people... Broken windows like every day. Oh, we didn't have broken. We didn't have windows in the dorms. It was just like <laughs> solid walls. Time passed. We didn't know. <laughs> no, we would pitch. Uh, we we would like practice our pitching skills. We would be like, "All right, here's why you gotta watch Biker Boys. Here's why you gotta watch the Super Mario Brothers movie." Uh, and uh, yeah, it was very successful. We we wasted a lot of time watching bad movies. It's good. Uh, it's good practice. Yeah, I mean the whole pitching. Yeah, I mean especially if, we, if it's a bad movie. Yeah, because then you really have to sell it. Because you're like, if I can sell this bad movie, I can sell anything. Like, why are we watching all the world? The Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie. Yeah. Or Super Mario Brothers, for that matter. <laughs> Dude, can we talk about? I just want to talk about one-word titles for movies that are too broad to be that one movie's title. Uh, why Anaconda was the first movie that came, but that's not broad at all. That's very. That's not. This is very specific. Here's one that's recent. Criminal. I don't even know what movie. I like. Yeah. No images pop into my head. Guess what? It, guess what it's about. Not a criminal. A fucking criminal. Yeah. Well. But... Yeah. Guess who's in every movie with heists and stuff? Criminals. <laughs> Wait, is Liam Neeson in this movie? No, it's um, it's Ryan Reynolds. And Kevin Costner, and um, 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 shit. Oh, 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 Gary Oldman. But I, don't know. I think adding a the in front of things at least makes it more exciting. Yeah. The hangover. Or like even it makes like, it feel kind of epic, you know. Or, or even like criminal something. Like just, just making, just put another word. Like <laughs> unless your movie is 
called about the theremin and it's called theremin like that'd be fine well, that's yeah. very specific well yeah <laughs> i mean congo anaconda yeah. tremors yeah like beetlejuice it's yeah. about beetlejuice yeah well that, i mean that's a, a proper uh, i'm trying to think of other like generic but i feel like i can't remember the generic ones oh criminal don't... there's another one um it's called confirmation <laughs> what is that about yeah, exactly. No, it's about can't confirm more. Oh, no, it's it's about um, let that one slide. <laughs> it's about a lady who was uh, sexually assaulted by Chief Justice. Um, they're good, and it's called it's called. Marshall. I was gonna call it conviction, kind of confirmation. Confirmation, and she. And the reason why it's called confirmation is because they needed her to go in and, like, lie about it or something. Why wouldn't they call it... Mm. Yeah, I think a subtitle really does the trick for those kind of things. <laughs> yeah. Just helping you remind you. Like, why be why be um, um, delicate with your title? Like, the fucking uh, American Crime Stories... The People versus O.J. Simpson, like that's a long title and that's great because well, I, I love what? long titles. Yeah, it's great. Long titles t- are fun. Yeah, the people are. You just said that. Uh, yeah. I mean, the classic one is Doctor Strangelove or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb. <laughs> Did I? Say, I might not have said that right. I don't know. You well, know what? I haven't Somebody seen you, it. Oh, you haven't seen it? Yeah. It's it's good. It's different than later Kubrick, but it's like really cheeky and like fun. Dude, when um when I was still kind of new to weed. I thought you were going to say kind of new to L.A. <laughs> that was my, like, Mad Libs. <laughs> kind of new to L.A. Oh, wait, it's a four-letter word. Shit. <laughs> when I was still kind of new to weed, I, wa- I got really blitzed, and I watched 2001. Nice. And I lost my mind. It was so good. I was it, like, all, the, all this music, 23 minutes before a line of dialogue? What? Because I timed it. <laughs> <laughs> you had, like, the... Okay. Yeah, I was just like, wow, wow. It's hard to tell if like the, an opinion of that movie is contrarian or pretentious anymore. Where it's like, it was kind of popular to shit on the movie because it was like people were being so pretentious about it that like people were being pretentious against the pretension. And now it's like, oh, I don't know. I genuinely enjoy that movie. That was my first time seeing it. Really? Yeah. I, I've seen it a few times now. There was the Kubrick exhibit in LA, which was cool, because all that shit was like models and stuff. Uh-huh. So it's so cool to see the models for 2001 and The Howl? Shining. Uh, that would have been so creepy if they had like a little exhibit, but yeah. they had the Howl prop Dude, there. you know what? I and people you... got their pictures in front of it, you know, like <laughs> yeah. Kauai, like that That's kind of thing. Awesome. I bet you um, Howl was a big inspiration for GLaDOS. That's uh, Portal, right? Mm-hmm. I've never played Portal. I've watched Ooh. Let's Plays of it. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's so fun because it's puzzles. Oh, the guy who, um, the guy who is direct, who directed Ten Cloverfield Lane, directed a Portal. Yes, Dan Trachtenberg. Mm-hmm. It's called Portal No Escape, and it's so good. I think I've watched the. I think I've watched that film. Yeah. Because I really liked Ten Cloverfield Lane. Oh, you saw it too? Yeah, yeah Ten Cloverfield Lane. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Ten Cloverfield Lane. Oh, that little that little film, Ten Cloverfield Lane. It's so good, dude. Uh, it's so I good. I really liked Cloverfield. So in in some ways, I knew that the connections to the original movie are were kind of just a marketing ploy. 
clickbait. You know what I mean? It's well, like essentially the clickbait of like, here's all these like monster movies and like all the there's connections, but they're very aesthetic. Like they're, they're well, they said in in Nerdist, they um, him and JJ were on, and they said uh, that there may be a tie-in that they may all be in the same universe. Yeah, yeah. Which is cool. Yeah, but it, it's great because it's in a in a way it's allowing these. Some I've somebody said it this way. It's like, oh, why did they have to inject all this like clover? Which there's not a lot of Cloverfield stuff in the movie. Like or any like, you can watch Ten Cloverfield Lane by itself. Lots of people did. Yeah. Saw Ten Cloverfield Lane without seeing Cloverfield. Yeah. And it, it can, doesn't ruin it, anything. It, it, it totally, stands alone. Yeah, it totally stands alone. But if it allows these smaller movies to get made, these smaller budget films to get made and find an audience, then why not? Let's slap. It's like Twilight Zone or like. You know, yeah. all these disparate elements or these anthology style things. Let's just like, yeah. let's if, if if that's all it takes so that people can watch it, then that's fine. Then yeah, and 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 if it does find a way to tie into that first universe, totally cool. Well, the company that that John Goodman's character works for is the same company that hired the main guy from the original shut up yeah i mean it's such a like perfunctory connection but like that's and then like the same you know this there's the same universe show and and monster swamp pop and all that stuff and there's a few other connections like all there's like different jj abrams has slusho which is his like it was an alias it was in star trek it's like a it's a fake slushy drink that's like in a lot of his projects (laughs) wait have you not heard of this (laughs) slusho i must have seen it but just it just didn't... Yeah, because, yeah, well, like, Quentin Tarantino has the red apple cigarettes. That's, like, in all of his... That's in all of his To m- keep movies. a brand going for Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. cool. Well, and also in X-Files, there's, like, a law firm that's in X-Files and in Breaking Bad. That's, like, a connection. Oh, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's I, fun. I don't know the name off the top of my head, but... Because, uh, obviously, Vince Gilligan, yeah. you know, was the showrunner for X-Files for a Same, long time. Yeah, but... Oh, what? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's the whole reason why Brian Cranston even got hired to do Breaking Bad was because of that famous X-Files episode that he was on. Uh, it's the... It's the it's called he's... Drive. It's called Drive. It oh, the, it's the one oh where yeah, he, and where he's holding the gun up to... David Duchovny, yeah, like, or a wop to his own head too, because like he has yeah, like, the, the, the government thing, has the things, the noise inside of his brain that's yeah, forcing him to drive uh, over a certain amount of miles per hour. Oh, away. otherwise it would just intensify his headache until he fucking his head exploded. Oh man, that's such a great episode. I got to oh. see that episode with an audience. That was really fun because I worked the X Files thing that Kumel did. Oh right. So it was really cool seeing TV shows with an audience. <laughs> that was so much fun. Like to hear like you know you because we just watch TV on Netflix or whatever. Like yeah. I don't I want them to do more of that. Like how great would it be to watch like well I even went to Stonecutters and when they had their Futurama uh, yeah. their Futurama day and watching Futurama episodes yep. with an audience was so much fun. Yeah. Like I would definitely because I, I grew up with The Simpsons, but I'm Same. not, like, number one fan or anything. Springfield. Oh, that's cool. Uh, <laughs> but, like... I pointed to uh, the picture that I've talked about on, on my wall. Well, I always... Because <laughs> the early ones, everyone would talk about the baby. The gold baby. Oh, yeah. The dead... The dead... Uh, or the dumpster baby. The you, me, your thoughts, and talk baby. <laughs> um... <laughs> No, but seeing TV yeah, shows in the audience baby. is like that's something. That's the mascot. I, that's something that I really want to. I hope they do more of. I mean, it seems so lucrative. It's, it was Cinefamily's um, most successful thing that they ever did. Okay. 
Yeah. It's so crazy. Like my friend, my like my friends got there at like six in the morning. Wow, to wait in line to watch for six... standby tickets. No, no, no. They that was an event that where you basically had to have a membership to get in. Oh. Like, okay. like the line, like even people who had memberships didn't get in. Huh. Like wow. You, you ba- it was a free event, but essentially you had to pay for the membership. Was David Duchovny there? No, David Duchovny and Jillian Anderson weren't there. Oh. Uh, but uh, Chris Carter was there. Was Mitch Pelleggi was, there? No, he wasn't there. But then Darren Morgan and uh, uh, and um, Darren Morgan and Glenn Morgan, and Glenn Morgan does um, Homeland and stuff now. Yeah. So they had the two writers on, and then they had yeah Chris Carter. He brought his dog, and that was fun. <laughs> and then obviously yeah Kumail was like hosting the whole event, and we got to see uh, his episode. Uh, a few oh, weeks early. Oh yeah, I I think I remember you telling yeah, me about this now uh, at Meltdown one time. It was so cool. I mean, because that episode's the best episode of that it's new run. So awesome! Like that episode is easily as great as some of the best X Files episodes. Yeah. Uh, a little privacy, please. Like Reese Darby is so funny. It's like the monster that doesn't want to become a human. Oh, spoiler. Um. Oh, okay. So I still haven't seen. Um, Jurassic World. Really? Yeah. Shit, son. I know. And, and it wasn't, it wasn't me saying, oh, I don't need to see that. But it was just, I hadn't gotten around to it and I still haven't. Um, like great, good, pretty good. Well, so when you're asking me, yeah, because which it's, is, it's, is like that's, it's a very that, sincere it's gonna be a very sincere review i think coming well, from you and and also like i have to recognize because as, as somebody who wrote a book called molding a jurassic universe <laughs> on sale and audible and itunes and, and amazon yeah i'll just get that buy out of the way it. buy his book he has a fucking book um buy it. <laughs> no, i i, I re- it's funny because i had i had a handful of very sincere conversations uh, over the holidays with mm-hmm. people who all hated the movie. <laughs> so I, I, I uh, which I, like, I, um, I appreciate it. It was nice to have, like, very civil conversations with people who really did not like the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so my opinion about it is that I'm, I'm invested in having a very sincere, thoughtful opinion on it because I wrote a book about it and it's just, like, that's my thing or whatever. That's, like, I feel like a lot of people know me if, if somebody yeah. knows me about anything they know i'm the jurassic, jurassic park, park guy. guy like that's just like i have you know i uh it's definitely not on the same level or anything but to me what makes me really happy was when um uh lisa hannawalt uh who you know is the art director for bojack horseman it's like her art oh. style that's the whole reason why the show because she does me she did amazing art and comics before that yeah. and she dug up a thing in her attic uh, like a journal when she was a kid saying like i want to be famous one day for drawing horses oh. and you're like holy shit wow. like that's so moving and powerful <laughs> and such a wonderful inspiring thing like I, i've met her a couple of times and i just she's just such, like such a cool figure in la that like i look up to her for that reason yeah. because like she went out and got it you know like i love that oh jack like, i really admire people <laughs> who really had that drive and like it's not on the same level for me at all but in a way it's like kind of cool to think like Oh, I loved Jurassic Park when I was a kid, mm-hmm. you know, had Jurassic Park toys and, and, and that's what made me interested in getting into the industry and stuff. Yeah. And then to now like have some element of like, oh, people know me for that thing. Yeah. Like, again, it, I'm like, it's not on any level of Lisa Hanwell, but it's still that exciting idea that like, oh, something that you liked as a kid is now is still valuable in your life. Yeah, dude. Like, I don't like if there's anything that you liked when you were, you know what I mean? Like, 
that a you lot, could, man. I mean, that you still like hold on to now as an adult. Something that you liked as a kid, like Star Wars. Like, yeah, I really, really love those movies. I know. I'm jealous that you still have those the bed sheets that got <laughs> turned into the. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a pretty good idea. Um, um, but yeah, like I. I loved, I loved them so much growing up, and I still love them, but I have a greater appreciation for them because just thinking of it in a greater scope of like this father is tearing apart the fucking galaxy to get to his son to say hey let's fucking take on the emperor and rule rule this galaxy yeah yeah (laughs) well and you've had your experiences in life too so you can all apply that and I mean, I think yeah. that's why well, the I Force was, Awakens did so well. I was people... offered to rule a galaxy once. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hey, but what did you? So you said yes. Well, right? it was a galaxy. It was a galaxy. It was a galaxy S. It was a galaxy S three. So I was like, I don't know, man. That's like a fucking old phone now, man. Wow. <laughs> Samsung should fucking pay you out for that shit. Royalties for this one. Oh my god. I'll do it. I'll do your ads. I'll write all your Wait, ads. Did you do a Samsung thing, or was that variety? What was that? I meltdown <laughs> that one time. You were like in that video they pulled you aside for. Was oh, Samsung. Thing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So they've they they, they fam. Yeah, right? that's true. Yeah, <laughs> they get. I got um, I got to see Avengers two for free. Because oh, that's that. awesome. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. I remember that. Now. Like, that's where I got that cool briefcase. <laughs> oh, the the cosmic cube and everything. Or. Tesseract or whatever. Tesseract, yeah. That's um, so yeah. Jurassic World. I've invested in having a very, <laughs> and so I mean I've already drawn it out long enough. People at home are like, ah, just get on with it. Yeah. What do you think about it? I think it's a movie that they had to make. It's okay, and I definitely think it doesn't hold up as much on rewatching. <laughs> um, but I like what it sets up. I like the possibilities. Overall, uh, out of a hundred stars, how many would you give it? Out of a hundred stars. Yeah. I mean, I would give it 75 stars. 75? Because right. I, I, I would say if I'm being like, if there is such thing as like an objective That's a review, C plus. I mean, it really is kind <laughs> of a C plus movie. Like, I'm saying like that's above average. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, 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 but. So he's getting B. B is where above so average starts. I, I don't know when this but comes out. But it's grades in school and who fucking cares? I don't know when this comes out. <laughs> I don't know when this comes out. Does this come out next week? Oh, yeah. This is going to come out actually... Friday. Oh, okay. Cool. Well, just <laughs> of this week, they announced the director of uh, Jurassic World 2. Okay. It's uh, J.A. Bayona, who did The Orphanage, and he directed a few Penny Dreadful episodes. Orphanage was a scary movie? Yeah, the Spanish horror film that's like kind of considered a new classic. And he's directed, he's directing a movie that comes out this year with, um, with Sigourney Weaver, Liam Neeson, and then Felicity Jones. Oh. You know, it was in the Rogue, Rogue One, the new Star Wars movie. Yeah. Uh, so technically this director who's directing Jurassic World 2 has more experience than Colin Trevorrow who directed Jurassic World because that's what people people start to compare Jurassic Park to Jurassic World first of all nothing is ever gonna I mean again unless you're stepping up like episode 8 gets Ryan Johnson that's a step up uh, from J.J. Abrams like I think in terms of like I mean Looper's an amazing film it's really really Uh, really really good so Jurassic World 2 they're like okay we're actually gonna get a better director to direct it which gives me hope because i feel like the jurassic world had a lot of good intentions but i think they got muddled up in the process and i think it's a movie that 
universal like force awakens was like no you guys are gonna fucking ball your eyes out when han solo shows up on the Millennium yeah. falcon like this shit yeah. like t- i the, cried so many times the, in that movie the ending of the force awakens is the best ending of a star wars movie ever just because the weight of all of that when she is handing yeah. him luke the lightsaber the balls to not show luke for the entire movie yep i mean it would have even been ballsier if they hadn't shown him at all but i really like that but it was yeah oh man um but uh uh so kathleen kennedy who runs lucasfilm she was so smart about and jj abrams they were so smart about the way that they did star wars Mm -hmm. but jurassic world was like kind of like oh i guess if you remember that this is the original t-rex oh i guess if you remember john hammond oh i guess if you remember bd wong was the original oh they they kept throwing a lot of uh it was nostalgia but it didn't like Make itself of known history, like oh, remember the first one? Remember, like they kept nodding to but it. But they didn't or do it. But they didn't do. But they did it half-assed. They mm. didn't celebrate it. Like my, uh, uh, there's a statue of John Hammond, the original, uh, yep. uh, uh, Rich, Sir Richard Attenborough. The uh, there's a there's a there's a statue of him, and this isn't. I mean, it's not a spoiler. It's more just sap a, the just tree a, sap. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, it's this is not a spoiler or anything because blood is shed because dinosaurs are eating people. Yeah. But it, and I talked to this with um, Adam Murray uh, okay. about this. We were both kind of in agreements of this that this is a movie where if that statue's in the film, there needs to be blood sprayed over it. It needs to be like what's the statue uh, of John Hammond? Oh right. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. a moment where you're like that's recalling the first film, the blood that was shed because John Hammond made these dinosaurs and they went rampant. Yeah, and, ate, and it's ate, his ate. fault. Yeah, this is like, he created this whole thing and he never he you know and I mean in the universe of the movies he dies before obviously this movie and the, the, the yeah. actor has passed away too. But yeah. like the like that's such a it would have been it would have been really good uh, it, symbolism. It's campy, to the, to but it's good symbolism. The... It's fun yeah like why like oh that it drives me nuts that that moment missed didn't opportunity exactly jurassic world is filled with so many missed opportunities and maybe i care a lot because i'm such a huge fan of that but i think that is but, why but it, but it, but also force awakens proved that that's what um you make a good you make a good movie and then if you throw that it. icing on the cake i think I so that much. just takes it over the top People love The Force Awakens. Like, mm-hmm. I'm still not tired of talking about it. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a movie that came out almost six months ago now. Yep. And people are still like, oh, fucking, oh, Ray, Finn, oh my god, Kylo Ren, oh shit, he stepped, you know, Han Solo, oh my god. Like, <laughs> when even when I talk about The Force Awakens, I'm like, oh yeah, Kylo Ren killed Han... Anyway, I can spoil it. Everyone's seen it, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. So, that's, that's my and those And those who haven't seen it, like... Uh, You've had enough time. Yeah, I think I, you you're you're never gonna see it if you don't see it. That's fine. So I'll say the good. Nah, thi- I'll see it. So I'll say the good things about Jurassic World is that it's it's you're finally seeing a functioning park. That's something that as a kid, as a fan of Jurassic Park, we uh, you wanted it so badly. You wanted to see the Disneyland style park filled yeah. with people, and then yeah. shit goes down. So yeah. you're gonna get that. You're gonna love that. I think you're gonna love that. There's ter- pteranodons and shit that come yeah, yeah. and lift people up. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, the movie is the first Jurassic Park movie where the main characters are sort of responsible for what happens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, the, which is why the latter making two, a new dinosaur. Yeah, the, which is why the latter two Jurassic Park the sequels Megazord. are like a dinosaur. <laughs> oh my! Well, that's gonna happen next. A robot dinosaur versus a real dinosaur. Oh my god. Um, Megazord, go. But uh. 
you know, the, the last two Jurassic Park movies, two in the Lost World and three, were kind of bummer because, like, you have somebody being like, oh, dinosaurs are stupid. And the audience is like, no, dinosaurs are awesome. Like, we want to love it. Like, like, so to me, those movies were such um, miss missing the point. Two was when they brought the dinosaurs. Well, to San Diego, yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, you you lived in San Diego. You know what's up. You know what? At I one time you, I when you seen were a kid, since I lived there. Oh really? I mean, it's Burbank. It's downtown Burbank. You can even see like the movie store and like the like the, the <laughs> flappers. You know, like flappers <laughs> in the background. <laughs> um, oh man. Uh, so so this Jurassic World is like the course correction. You know, in that way, it's similar to to uh, the Force Awakens, but not as right. effective. But in that sense of like. No, people still want to be amazed by dinosaurs. We yeah. love dinosaurs. Like people, there's the like the, the the certain like we will watch more dinosaur movies if you make more dinosaur movies. There, there's like a have you have you seen um, uh, Sound of Thunder? No. Is oh, that... the 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 Ray Bradbury adaptation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I haven't because I just it's cool. It is cool. It yeah. is cool. Okay, because I want like, to see it, but the graphics are dated. Yes, but. Like look past it because it's pretty cool. Well, I mean, it's Ray Bradbury, yeah, and he's a great author. Yeah. Um, there's like a certain amount of critics who are like not critics, but just certain contingent of people who don't like dinosaurs, which I find very weird. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's fine, but it's also well, they're like, fake. They're made up. They yeah, never existed. Yeah, yeah. The devil just <laughs> the, the devil just put the bones in the ground just to tempt us. Uh, oh. I wish I could take those people back in time and just drop them off. And they're just like, holy shit. Oh, no. I was wrong. Um, where they're like, these, these types of movies are bad because, or they're bad because, like, people want to make dinosaurs. And it's like, well, yeah. Yeah, make dinosaurs. But see, that's why that's why I think the future Jurassic World sequels are going to be interesting. Because no, I mean make them in real life. Why well, we're pretty close. We can make a mammoth. We have the genome or whatever well, to, it's called. Well, we fa- we found more frozen mammoths. Remember that Futurama episode where they they find the mammoth and he goes to like the cave society. <laughs> it's like during the like beer fest, and Bender's like, "Sounds like fun on a bun." <laughs> Uh, anyway, getting distracted by future. I see the bender behind you too. Oh yeah, that's awesome. Wait, who signed it? It was uh, uh, John DiMaggio. Yep, John DiMaggio. Nice. And then um, this girl draws Bender. Oh, that's and awesome. I, I asked her to. Sounds like butt on the bud. Yeah. Um. Uh. So Jurassic World, I think, is going to set up a lot of cool stuff. So there is going to be a part two. When is that supposed to be? June twenty second, two thousand eighteen. <laughs> I write about it. I write about it, so I have to know this stuff. 2018. Yeah. That's so far from when World came out. World was 14, right? No, 15. It was supposed to come out in 2014. 15? Yeah, it came to out. 18, three years? So they they better, like, they're working their asses off. Well, they just announced the director, and they're going to start filming next year. So they'll probably be filming for, for you know, six or eight months out of oh, however long those kind of movies shoot. Dude, how excited are you? you that there's because I am that there's a new Star Wars movie every year now I I love it I didn't I I wrote about this for Geek and Sundry that that was the fun thing that I've done twice now Mm -hmm. which is as soon as the trailer drops writing about it and that is so much fun because like 
we can still have collective experiences online and one of them is when trailers drop yeah we're like a bunch of us you know other journalists and just fans were like are waiting and watching we were and then... up at five in the morning when rogue one trailer dropped wow. and it was just like you know yeah a shared what will you become and you're just like oh my god i just got chills doing talking about it now <laughs> I but watching that trailer, I was like, "Oh, I didn't know I I'm loved a, Star Wars rebel. this much." I rebel. Ugh. Ooh man, that oh, so fucking awesome. But treason, uh, <sighs> and like when the sounds of the Death Star, like the alarm, are just playing, and like mm-hmm. I watched, I watched the trailer. But obviously, I wrote about it, so I watched it a bajillion times. But the, <laughs> the, those like alarm sounds, like were just so chilling. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's awesome. I think it's. I mean, I grew up, you know, reading all the expanded universe novels: oh, Shadows okay. of the Empire, Courtship of Princess Leia, Truce at Bakura, Jedi Academy, Shadows of the Empire on sixty-four. Oh yeah, that was my first N sixty-four game. I had the uh, soundtrack as well. Oh. Somebody did a soundtrack, not to the game, not to, not to the. Well, I don't know what they do to the toys, but somebody just made a soundtrack for to the, the book? book. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? <laughs> yeah. And so you, you, you're supposed to put it on while you're reading the book? I mean, I don't know how or, you can like align like, your pace to like or, the, these like 10 minute, you know, Or it pieces. gets to the end of the song and it's like, bing, please turn yeah, yeah, exactly. to page 79. <laughs> I wonder if they've ever done that. They would have to say on the book or on the soundtrack must have this speed reading level or something, <laughs> right? Like you must be able to read like one page per minute or like. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I'm sure somebody's work. done that. <laughs> but yeah, so I was all about that expanded unit, like the uh, the Rogue Squadron and the X Wings, mm-hmm. you know that series, mm-hmm. Wraith Squadron. Like, I read probably like four or five of those, and then yeah. Jedi Academy, Corellia trilogy, all, all that stuff. Wait, all that stuff is doesn't count anymore. Oh. Which did you know that at one point they were gonna call the Force Awakens Shadows of the Empire? Oh really? Yeah, because they were like, "That's such a great title." Yeah, it is such a great title. It really is. And and they were like, it, even though it's just this book, this the the movie and the vi- or the book and the video game combined with the toys and and the way that they marketed that whole thing back in the day is like, here's the Star Wars film that we couldn't make uh, to take place because it t- you know took place between Empire and Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Like, I think they would probably just realize that the brand recognition would just be too confusing for them. Yeah. And so they came up with something. Yeah, they'd be like, wait, this already kind of exists. Yeah. It's its own thing already. Yeah, because, like, I mean, everybody's... Plus, The Force Awakens? Oh, man. It's it's awakening, so (laughs) there's going to be fucking... There's going to be more Jedi. The Force isn't asleep anymore. Yeah. The Force woke up from its nap. (laughs) (laughs) The Awakens. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, she's sleeping. I'm the force. <laughs> they did you I'm know? Did you know also that they were gonna get Anakin? <laughs> they were gonna get Hayden Christensen to come back for the Force Awakens. I'm so glad they did not. Did you Did you know about this? No. So they were gonna do a thing where it was instead of Darth Vader's helmet, they were gonna do like an actual Force ghost. And it was which gonna... should not be Hayden Christensen. Well, in he, any way. yeah, yeah. Well, there's that too. Aged to an old man. <laughs> well, that was the thing too. They were like. Uh, yeah, it was going to be like a good force ghost as Anakin appears to Rey and then a bad force ghost uh, appears to Kylo Ren. 
but I think ultimately I was reading something more recent, like an update on it, and they yeah. were like, I th- I think Hayden Christensen was like, fuck this, like <laughs> the yeah. shit, like ru- like sure I'm a millionaire, but it basically ruined my career. Yeah, like he can never be like a serious actor again. I killed them. We killed, killed all of them. We killed Hayden Christensen and Jake Lloyd. <laughs> Wait, wasn't Jake Lloyd, not to be gossipy, but Jake Lloyd was like arrested recently for like something I don't drunk know. driving or something, and that's like, oh, we ruined that poor kid. But at least we... That but, movie. Oof. Episode one. You know, but we're looking back at it fondly now. A little bit more fondly than we used to. No. In relation to... In relation to... <laughs> episodes two and three. I'm seeing tons of, like, articles popping up and sort of the general... I'm getting the general vibe of people's opinions. That well, we're, I mean, we, the, the whole Jar Jar theory is funny. Yeah, that's... See, we're, like, invested in that. It's also the Star Wars film that still looks the most like a Star Wars film. You know, being filmed on film, locations, uh, the vibe of it still feels a little bit more magical. Sure, it's kitty, but the the second and third movies are just like a drag now in retrospect. And, but it's also, it's that thing where like whenever the dominant um, age of the culture they look back at the things that they liked, which is why everyone's been strangleholed by Ghostbusters for the last five, ten years. And it's like, all right, can we move on to another movie? Like, (laughs) Ghostbusters is a great film, but it's not... It's not worth getting mad about when it comes to, like, reboots. Like, go ahead, fine, reboot Ghostbusters. Like, we rebooted Total Recall and and RoboCop. Like, Ghostbusters isn't a sacred thing. I know everyone's going to hate me now for it. I'm not saying it's not a great film. I'm just saying it's, like, the level of intensity that people get. Like, to me, India Anna Jones is much more deserving of that kind of... I mean, nothing is deserving of that kind of ire, but, like, if we're going to choose something from the 80s to, like, be, like... To get self-righteous sacred, about. To get to Indiana Jones to me, is, or Star Wars, is much more sacred. Indiana Jones belongs in a museum. <laughs> uh, uh, let everyone just take a moment of silence. Just this that. film belongs in a museum! <laughs> and, and not to compare Ghostbusters to episode one, because I just realized that that's maybe what people think I'm doing. But, like... The idea, like, now that people who are now turning 30 or 35 in that kind of range, they're the ones controlling yeah. the pop culture, it's yeah. like, now we're finding new things to be nostalgic about. It's cool. And so, I was somebody who was 11 or 12 when uh, Phantom Menace came out, mm-hmm. and, like, I was just at the cusp of, like, thinking that it was bad. Mm-hmm. Like, I just liked it. I don't know. I had all the mm-hmm. toys... Taco Bell. You were a, a t- kid. Had a Naboo T-shirt. It was, played it was Naboo. For, Pod was Racer was the fucking jam. <laughs> like and so, um, so like my opinion of it is I I feel like it's softened because I have fond memories of a lot of the stuff surrounding the movie. Yeah. And so I feel like that's what a lot of people have for other things. It's like oh I it's, had it's, those toys. It's not poo. It's not poo poo to you. No Ninja Turtles. Like those movies aren't good. But like. I like them. But like, yeah, they're fun. But like, but like I had the Ninja Turtles toys and I think people who are a bit older than me, people who are in their mid thirties love Ninja Turtles and Ghostbusters because they had those toys and the cartoon and like the stories were good. The, the voice acting was fun. It was all good. Yeah. They were like, it meant something to you, which I think is more importantly than the quality of it. And so that's why people, but, but that's why I'm seeing there's like a subtle shift in people's opinions about the prequels because the now we're of the age where we can be like, yeah, Charger was bad, but at least it wasn't like 
CGI floors and like weird just continuing Trade Federation scenes and like half of Revenge of the Sith takes place in an office and it's just dialogue. It's just the Emperor being like, rah, rah. like <laughs> for like the, the, there's scenes in that movie that are like five minute long dialogue scenes that are about nothing. Yeah, and Anakin's just like I'm so angry. I'm so angry for like, and you're like, why are we, why are we talking about all this stuff? And I it's like not them. fun. I killed all of them. It's not interesting. Like it's not interesting. Like George Lucas, like the world is cool, but like, yeah, you're doing a metaphor for the rise of Hitler. Sure. Great. It's not really any deeper than that, you know? <laughs> and so at least Phantom Menace had like pod racing and it had Liam Neeson and it had uh, Natalie Portman's best performance in that whole trilogy. <laughs> So we get Jar Jar, but I think we get a lot of better stuff out of that, you know. Man, I, you know what? Me, me and Aldrin tried to sit, tried to sit down and just watch episode oh, really? one. Yeah, and I could not get through it. And then we tried to watch the Phantom Edit, which was oh really, which was every like all of the excess Wait, was that, cut was out. Was that Topher Grace's edit that he did, I or think was so, this? Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. So it was like all of the excess cut out. Even with all that excess cut out, it felt so long. It is a really long movie. Oh. Well, even on DVD, it's uh, it's no, but like Phantom Edit is one, two, and three together oh, in shit. an hour and a half. Wow. Yeah, so it's a regular movie length, but it's like these are this is the only stuff you need to see from from these movies. Yeah, and I'm curious about how Rogue One is going to approach it because it felt so exciting. It felt like vibrant and alive and yet it's a prequel in some regards. Yeah. So it's so weird how it's, it's like, like an offshoot. It's like a, it's like a, uh, anthology or a Star Wars story as they're calling it now. Oh, I was going to say, um, just like in the same universe. Oh, uh, spinoff. Spinoff. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's <laughs> because there is that thing where it's like, well, you know what happens to the Death Star. Yeah. Like, but it's so cool that we get to see how they stole the fucking plans. Yeah. What did they do? How did they get the plans? What happened? But, like, that's a weird thing that the prequels had a problem with is, like, we know what happened. So everything felt like a dirge and a chore because we're, like, all the choice, all the all the surprise, all the possibility out of the narrative, it all feels like it's this intended. Everything feels like it had to happen. But also with Rogue One, I feel like there's going to be a few characters that are going to splinter off and like go away and we'll see them again in some other movie in the same universe or or and they'll maybe be a good guy rebels, or a bad guy maybe characters from rebels will show up or you know mm-hmm. some they'll make that kind of connection yeah um yeah who knows like maybe there's a character in this movie that's like you know an old man in like one of the actual saga films you know like that could totally happen yeah um why not yeah i mean it's <laughs> But Wait. yeah, I, I guess it's just I'm curious to watch that movie and see how it doesn't play it out as all this like faded doom and gloom kind of feel because it doesn't feel like that. It feels like mean and lean, you yeah. know. She's like, she's like knocking out all the stormtroopers like with her like little tonfas. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. Like the look of it's cool. I never saw Godzilla though. Did you see? I saw Monsters, which was his first movie. Gareth Edwards' first movie. Did um, you see? I saw. I saw the uh, Matthew Broderick joint Godzilla. I did. I, I did see that one. <laughs> well, I own it, and I have a Matthew Broderick action figure from. Really? That. Yeah, because I was. I mean, I was still a kid. So. I had. I. I got the soundtrack. 
I won it. With the puffy? I won it from a Nestle's Crunch contest. Do you remember when Nestle's Crunch used to have, um, used to be wrapped in foil and then it was, um, a paper wrapper on the outside? No. No? This is some Willy Wonka shit here. (laughs) Yeah. So, what I would do, here's, here's what I would do, see? (laughs) I would, uh, tap the, tap the Nestle's Crunch holding the paper part, tapping the, um, foil part. And then it just slides right out, but I'm not opening it. And I can see in the paper wrapper if it's a winner or not. Holy <laughs> and, shit. And then if it's not a winner, I just do, 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 just tap it back up. I feel and then like you could have used that skill for something other than just a gun. Dude, I century. did that for contests. I did that for not just for Nestle's Crunch, but for Mountain Dew. I used to get a Freaking free... Freaking life hacks here. Why are you sharing them on the air? Dude, I used to get a free one, and then a free one with my free one. And then a free one with the free one's free one. And then a free one, free, 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 free. And it was... Deception. I would I would look up, up the bottle, and I could see if it was a free one. Shit. And now it's all, like, codes and stuff, so you can't Yeah, really do yeah, it that's anymore. what's so disappointing about contests now, is that, like, <laughs> the only contest I've ever really won... Was a small website. Rest in peace, uh, Dan's JP3 page. Mm-hmm. It was a Jurassic Park three. I mean, it was Jurassic Park, but it was made specific. It was like junior high school freshman year when Jurassic Park three came out. Yeah. Um, or just before freshman year, I should say, it came out the summer in between uh, my junior or junior high or eighth grade and ninth grade. What year was it? Two thousand one. Two thousand eleven. Yeah, uh, two thousand one. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, I I have the, I am one of those people that nine eleven happened the first week of high school. Whoa! Yeah, that was I will remember my first week of high school forever. Yeah. Because that I like I it remember was, it was my senior year. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, it's memorable no matter what, but like, to me, it was so tied in with like, I mean, you're starting high school. That's such a like mm-hmm. momentous occasion in that regard. And yeah, that week, uh, that week nine eleven happened. I started high school. I got a bass guitar. It was my first instrument ever. Dope. And uh, a system of the Downs toxicity came out. Yep. All those things the happened in one week. Of our city. Ooh, dun, 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 dun. Disorder. Double bass drum. Disorder. Silence, sacred, and silence, and sleep. I like the the, the song Ariel. Somewhere, the sacred silence. We're gonna get. We're gonna have to clip some of this. <laughs> no, it's fine. Yeah, our impression is so good. Uh, I like the song Ariel's on there because they had Harry the like Law. the bird cries, like like they had the like eagle. What? Yeah, at the end of the the last from song the Godzilla the soundtrack. No, 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 from the the System of the Down toxicity. Oh, yeah. They had like the bird like. <laughs> Like at the end of the aerials in the sky, the in disguise. That's not it, huh? No, <laughs> that's not it. Uh, Sorry, system fans. So that's what we call them. Did we get here from Rogue One, or was that Godzilla, or I don't even. I think uh, Rogue One and Godzilla. Rogue One's gonna be fucking dope. I'm I, and then it'll be interesting because they're gonna do the Han Solo film too. So that's another yeah, like, young Han Solo. Prequel, There's prequel. gonna be a Boba Fett film supposedly. Uh, uh, they're not gonna balk on a Boba Fett film. Well, some people are saying Every... that maybe they'll have Boba Fett be in the Han Solo film. So it's just two for one. Well, well, well. I mean, he'll he could be in it. Like he could make a cameo. 
Yeah, but he'll also film. have his own movie. Well, see, I would be more interested in seeing a Boba Fett film of him actually of them dramatizing him climbing out of the Sarlacc pit. Because that's what I was just about to say. That, yeah, that, that that's would, where I don't he, that's where his film begins. That, yeah, when he gets in the Sarlacc pit, he has to work his way out. Yeah, he's slowly getting digested. That's the opening credits, like it, interspersing yeah. between the title, like the title cards. Yeah, and then we're like, what the fuck's going on? Oh, here, question. Um, do you think they're gonna do opening crawl in front of Rogue One? Like that, um, da, 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 and then do the whole thing. No. Oh, no. Yeah, I think so too. I don't think they're going to do that. Because it's different. I think, yeah, because they don't want to confuse people. Like, I was really surprised at the when they had the trailer for it. I thought it was going to be like, before The Force Awakens, before Return of the Jedi, you know, before the, you know, bef- like, they were going to do that to really, like, let audiences know that, hey, this film is, takes place before the... Th- fourth movie before the you know yeah. new hope and in, in, and after revenge of the sith i thought they were going to make that very clear i thought they were going to be like i thought it, it was just pretty great open, right? it was fucking aggressive and like really trusting of their audience to 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 uh to just be like here's this character jin erso she has to go destroy the death star it's clearly the original death star because they're like this is a new super weapon yep. like they had enough context clues that i think for people who are fans, they get it. And for people who are general audiences, it doesn't matter because they just want to get butts in the seat. Yeah. And so, cause some people have been talking about online so much of like, no people, they have to know that Finn and Ray aren't going to be. And even I thought that before I saw the trailer, I was like, Oh, well, but they have to put it in a context that this is not going to like, people are going to be like, where's Finn and where's Ray and stuff. And it's like, I watched the trailer and I'm like, well, who cares? Yeah. Different movie. Completely. different. And, and, and I think, and I think a lot of people, cause you know, who write for this stuff for a living who spend a lot of time thinking about it they assume a lot about general audiences and general audiences are like oh this looks like a cool movie yeah and then they're not even thinking about who finn and ray are until they see the next one until they see episode eight yep like i thought Is, it, has the title been released for that no no right maybe i mean nobody nobody said anything about comic-con but i feel like maybe did they release it no they had their own event because there's no <laughs> d23 this year <coughs> which oh. is disney's Right. own comic-con which is kind of growing and getting bigger right but it's not every year so i think it's like every other well i mean they're definitely not going to release the title next comic-con or d23 because that would be six months before the movie comes out yeah so they will probably so do it at comic-con comic-con or they'll do their own announcement maybe in the fall on you, disney.com yeah you have to be subscribed to the email yeah. list the only <laughs> oh it's super old school <laughs> Oh, God damn it! Show HTML. Yeah. Ugh. Subscribe to my email list. I gotta send you the announcements or else you won't know what's going on. Um, but that's the... That, but see, that's a weird problem. Not a problem, but like... In a way, in a way, it's a good thing that there's Star. In a way, it's that there is. It's, it's a good thing that there's new Star Wars movies coming out every year. Mm-hmm. So unlike Batman v Superman, where they had been marketing that movie for three years before the movie came out. Yeah like Rogue One just started had their first trailer and the movie comes out in no in December it comes out in like two days yeah <laughs> uh, one of my favorite one of my favorite tweets was like petition for this to come out tomorrow <laughs> but like in a way it's cause we get our expectations and everything like that gets so set because we spend so much time thinking about a movie before it comes out mm-hmm. and I'm definitely part of that because I write about this stuff you know yeah, you're like, part of you're part of the hype. Yeah, yeah, I'm part of the. I mean, that's my job to be part of the, the, the hype, hype train. Yeah, machine. yeah, to be part of the like that beast to get excited about movies, and I love it because I like being excited about this stuff. 
I mean, almost it's almost more fun. Like I, it's almost. I mean, in some ways, it's more fun than the movie itself, especially when the movie isn't good. And you're like, well, at least we had that great trailer, you know, <laughs> Prometheus. You know what I mean? Like that trailer is still one of the best trailers ever. But <laughs> oh, so what's your favorite part about uh, reviewing and doing and doing uh, all the all the list stuff and like, what's one of your favorite? The aspect of talk, like in general, the aspect about talking about pop culture. I think for me is this feels like such a job interviewing thing to say but like mm. is just being able to what are your greatest weaknesses yeah <laughs> my greatest weaknesses <laughs> is that i don't have any weaknesses wow you're <laughs> hired <laughs> uh, is when you can convince people to try the thing that you're interested in like yeah. I, I wrote about um new like because I listened to a lot of podcasts, and so there was a bunch of new podcasts at the beginning of this year that I really started to fall in love with. Mm -hmm. And so I wrote about new podcasts that are about one specific thing, basically. Yeah. So we had My Favorite Murder, which is Georgia Hardstark and Karen Kilgariff, and they talk about true crime. Okay. There's um, How It Got In Your Mouth. It's these two food journalists, uh, Catherine Spires, if I'm pronouncing her name, and um, uh, Aaron Mosbaugh. They talk about food, and it's like good it's like alton brown but like like a podcast yeah. and they're very funny and they tell these great food stories in the history of like i think a donut episode just came out yesterday and i'm like oh. so stoked to listen to it oh my god it's gonna be so great <laughs> um and i talked about um uh jackie and laurie show uh jackie cation laurie kilmartin yeah. talking about stand-up comedy yeah and one of my favorite things ever one of my favorite in terms of like the that's why this is that's the best feeling when you write about pop culture or about movies or TV shows or podcasts is I'm part of the, my favorite murder is like a Facebook group. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I saw somebody post my article and being like, Oh, I discovered this podcast because of my article. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Like that to me is like the most rewarding part because you know, when you're writing about pop culture, you're not right. You're not creating something new. You're commenting on something else. You're reacting to it. Mm -hmm. So the best thing that you can do as somebody who's commenting on pop culture is to get somebody to pass it along. Yep. Like if people read your article and then nobody talks about it or nobody shares it with somebody else. The sharing is the, is the part, it's the huge part of all of that. I mean, it makes it rewarding. It's fun to write about it, obviously, but yeah. like, but it, it is cool. Cause you're like, the Oh circle. wow. Yeah. It's like, Oh wow. They didn't have to do that. No, nobody has to. Yeah, it's like, oh, you didn't have to reblog that or no. repost that. Thanks. Yeah, no, that's the part that to me is the most rewarding for sure. Yeah. Because again, it's like inherently, like, you know, you do react when you hear the word clickbait. You're like, oh, you know, but you're like, oh no, but that's what it is in that sense that you want people to click on it. But it also, mm -hmm. and that's an, and another word that I think deserves like more like how you were talking about it like you're kind of breaking it down like the word disposable too because ultimately when you're commenting on other people's things mm -hmm. that's a disposable thing because we have to create new stuff every yeah. you know, every day and writing new articles every week and ultimately a lot of that stuff is disposable because especially if you're talking about speculation you know you're speculating on a movie yeah. like ultimately you're just going to be like proven wrong some for some of it <laughs> yeah. you know because ultimately you're just there's an end point yeah and so uh, uh, that to me is also, I, actually I'll say that is the other rewarding part is when you do something like that mm -hmm. and you're proven right. Because that's just like good old fashioned like fun. Yeah. Like, because my, my... Hypothesis. 
let's test the hypothesis. Exactly. Yeah. And so my Jurassic Park book was, they, the publishers wanted it to come out before Jurassic World because the point of the book was like... To maybe call some stuff that'll happen in the movie. Not necessarily. Cause to see if you were the uh, Nostradamus of yeah, exactly. the Jurassic the, Park. The uh, Nostrosaurus. Jurastradamus. Ger- <laughs> um, uh, no, it was, it was like a primer. So it's like, it, it, now we're bringing back all these old franchises. Some people maybe aren't familiar. I mean, a lot of people don't even know there were other Jurassic Park movies. So yeah. it was like a way there to It was be- just part one. Yeah, exactly. And they the didn't know about the Lost World of Jurassic Park 3. <laughs> Um, so it was was like a primer. It was like, here's Jurassic Park. Here's what it's about. Here's some themes. Here's some interesting stories about it. Uh, here's some interesting things that if they want to make it have longevity in this kind of pop culture, like the blockbuster landscape of like connected universes, like what does Jurassic Park have to do to be part of that conversation to be, to, to sort of move into the next phase. And so I wrote all this and the book came out in May of last year. So it's going to celebrate its one year anniversary soon. I'm really excited. I'm going to have some stuff planned for that. Uh, but it was very gratifying to watch Jurassic World and be like, oh, okay, this book still applies. You mm. can still read this book, and it will still have as much value as it did before Jurassic World came out. Cool. Yeah. Um, and, not, and not in a way that's like, oh, I predicted stuff. It's more of like, no, they're continuing these themes that they had originally set up in the original movie. It's not that you predicted it. It's that you totally called it. Yeah. I <laughs> totally called it. <laughs> There's another five. Lucas Ray's father. <laughs> Calling that name. Oh yeah, me record. too. I I started writing that script for ep- yeah, my yeah. own episode eight. <laughs> Are you going to incorporate? I, I actually I think I have to go soon, but um, okay. I have to. Inc- uh, are you going to incorporate all the new casting that they did? Oh, I haven't looked at any of it. Oh, okay. You're you're like you're I'm just, just doing my pure, own thing. Pure like yeah. That's cool. Those are good. I mean, that's like a. I'm surprised it's not more of a thing in movies. It's such a big thing in TV shows, spec scripts and stuff. Yeah. I'm surprised that it's not more in movies. <laughs> well, um, I think it's usually because it's. Uh, There's less of it or something. Well, the writers were already chosen. and. But I mean, like. Oh, you no. know, like, that's how some people find jobs as television writers, is doing like spec someone, scripts. Like someone doing. Yeah, yeah. Like I, 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 I thought of doing a spec script for Half Baked Two, just called Baked, and it's it's about that the same guys they come back. Yeah, yeah. And there's this whole new world of legal weed and medicinal weed, and that's so, a great idea. Yeah, yeah you're so, right. Like the whole like the world's moved on. And yeah, so still, then like, the... they're just like, man, this is fucking weird. Remember when we would have to like hide our weed from everyone and. I think, like, I think an alumni from my college went or directed that movie or something. Cool. I mean, I obviously like, way older than me, but like, yeah, uh, that's a really good idea. But like, people Baked. have people. They say you should have a couple of spec scripts if you're somebody who wants to get into television. You work at like an agency, and then you try yeah. to get into like a writer's room or something. Like, I've got a spec script. I got, I got, I got a being human. Oh, nice <laughs> spec script. I've yeah. never seen it. It's so good. I would have thought you would have had like a Rick and Morty one or like a or like a. Um, I just haven't written one yet. I mean, it's... But, yeah. To me, that's almost more overwhelming because the idea of you having to try and get into the head of somebody else's thing... Yeah. Well... That, to me, is, like, more scary. Some Sometimes I feel like I could... Yeah, I could write a Rick and Morty episode. I could write a whole season. <laughs> Can you imagine if you shred up with a whole season? That would be amazing. Here you go. Season just, five. 
Just a little, if just, you want it. just a little bit. Just a little bit of work. I mean, in a weird way, I think some of the expanded universe authors for Star Wars are feeling a little bit cheated because, I mean, they are elements of the expanded universe being kind of clipped and nipped for, you know, people like mm-hmm. Granite, like that like the Ben Mendelsohn's character kind of looks like he could be like a Grand Admiral Thrawn stand-in or the fact that, that the main characters have kids, you know? They're not called uh, Jason and Jaina, but like, yeah, you know, potentially Kylo Ren and or Ben and, and Rey and yeah. stuff like that and planets and things being used. And so, you know, some people are feeling like the, the, the Legends canon as it is now, it's like, ah, oh, damn it, we gave you all these good ideas and now you guys are just like kind of taking the best of the ideas and creating new Jedi temple and stuff. And Yeah. Well, there was also some of that from the like the original original um ideas for new hope right yeah like they took the star killer base yeah yeah oh yeah totally you're right and they even like they took a lot of the concept art and even some set pictures from episode eight use other uh ralph Macquarie concept art yeah um i can't wait for (laughs) it's hard to talk about it so much because then it just makes it feel even longer yeah you know it's like i know i'm gonna be writing about this stuff as the you know, as it comes over the years. And so like, so your anticipation is going to be insane. Well, it's just going to feel very long. Yeah. Like I, you know, there's, I know there's a growing contingent, I think of, of, of people our age who are not watching trailers anymore. They're not kind of keeping up. With I don't the market them machine. Out. Like they just watch them when they see them in the movie theater. Yeah. That's, that's how I like, I, yeah. <laughs> well, when the when the Force Awakens trailer came out, I watched it because fucking Force Awakens trailer came out, fucking Force Awakens. Yeah. And then when the next one came out, I watched that with the whole like behind the scenes thing, and they were like real, and he was like real sets. Yeah, yeah. And real effects, and I'm like, oh fuck, oh man, it's so good. Oh. And then I didn't watch anything after that. Yeah, that's there was good. Like, that was like the international trailer, or whatever. I didn't see that one. Yeah. I think when it comes to getting down to TV spots, I think that's when you can really turn it off. Like, I tend to... That's been my MO now, is I'll pick one movie every year, like one big blockbuster, and yeah. I won't follow it at all. Like, I won't watch... I'll watch the trailer, but, like, I won't follow any... Because I even yeah. read, like, all the behind-the-scenes, the trades, the casting news, the... What's the trades mean? Just, like, deadline or whatever. Like, when they have casting stuff. Okay. Yeah. Or, like, stuff about the writer or, like things like that like okay. just just any kind of news i guess yeah um it's the papes the papes yeah the, the papes are out ah. yeah vanity fair or whatever uh, ah, did you see the papes vari- variety excuse me <laughs> uh but no uh variety I, fair I, I, yeah variety fair i pick i pick one movie where i don't follow and i don't so then i can be surprised by that movie i i did that with american ultra i only saw the trailer once and i was like okay. oh fucking dope i'm seeing it yeah and it's so good that was mad max for me last year so that was Ooh, yeah it was a good yeah. one to do that too um but then other but like jurassic world like while well, i'm writing a book about it i just have to know as much as possible because that's my i mean i have to be an authority i mean not you're, an authority it's your brand but, yeah well yeah <laughs> but i mean i have to be like some sort of like i have to if i'm presenting information from a point of authority then it's like i should know as much as i can yeah um so it's like you should be the uh, the connoisseur, the expert, if you will. Well, I really admire uh, his name is Chris. He runs uh, Chris. I can't pronounce the last name. Pug or something like that. 
he's he's one of the people who runs JurassicWorld.org, which is the biggest Jurassic World fan site. Mm-hmm. And he he was like so committed to like avoiding spoilers that he was like basically like putting the trailers online like people can't see. But I'm like he was like literally closing his eyes like all right did I embed the YouTube clip? Okay mm-hmm. cool. All right I'm not gonna actually see it. Like he actually like was like looking posting away. updates but like not looking at it so yeah. for himself. And I was like wow that's so admirable. Because it's like, I don't know, I feel like some people who write about this a lot get jaded. And it's like, well... Yeah, because like, is... another movie, yeah, another but, movie. But yeah, you, but movie. we're jaded because we have literally forced ourselves to look at this stuff every day. Like, yeah. this is so exciting. Like, I, like, people have paid me to write about Jurassic Park. Like, yeah. I, like, in Star Wars and, and, and Rick and Morty and Don Hertzfeld and, like... Yeah. Uh, Gravity Falls and stuff. It's like, that's exciting. Like, I'm never going to get tired of that. Like, I may want to continue challenging myself and, like, moving forward with it and stuff, but I'm never going to, I'm never going to say, oh, we're oversaturated with superhero movies. And it's like, well, yeah, it's your job to know about superhero movies. Of course you feel like you're oversaturated with superhero movies. Like, that's so, it's so bonkers to me. When, and then they write an article about it. Like, is there too many super? It's like, you know, there are some people who don't even know how many Captain Americas there are. There's some people that don't even still know who, they're like, they see a trailer for Civil War and they're like, wait, didn't an Avengers movie just come out? Like, what's happening? Like, like some people have no idea. Like, they have that privilege or, like, they're blessed to have no idea what any of this stuff is. And they literally just show up to a theater and they're like, hey, what looks good? Oh, I didn't know there's another, oh, there's new Star Wars movies out? You know, it's like, I mean, that's the extreme. But, like... Someone just not knowing, just stumbling into the theater for Force Awakens. <laughs> They're like, walking around, just, oh. they don't notice any of the billboards. Oh, yeah. I guess I will see Force Awakens. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I don't it's just... But, again, me complaining about this is also me being like, well, I'm surrounding myself with all these people who write about this stuff, so I'm like, I don't know. It's fine. I mean, I think it's fine. There's a, there's a, I think we're all sort of dealing with it in our own way, you know, because we all like, you know, everyone has a job and everyone needs to like vent about yeah. it at some point. And so we all have different ways of venting about it. Yeah. Um, it's it's healthy. Yeah. No, I think it's healthy. I just it's just funny to me when I see somebody write a whole blog post about the oversaturation <laughs> of it. And it's like, no, but it's only oversaturated for you. Like, it's literally nobody else. Like, you know, people use the popular the popular analogy of the westerns were around for 40 years before people got tired of them. Yeah, like, like what? Super, like, superhero movies are going to be around for... For another 30... At least 20, 30 years. Yeah. Like, we're just at the beginning and, of this. And there's more, like, more comics are going to get made, and so more comic book movies are going to happen. Like, it's just going to keep going and keep going. Yeah, and eventually it'll fade, and then we'll find never. something else. It'll never fade. <laughs> Comic book movies will never go away, you guys. <laughs> It'll just be part of the theater. Hey. But imagine what superhero movies look hey. like in 80 years. Comic book movies will never go away. <laughs> they might go away. They might go away. <laughs> um, yeah, I should probably... Oh, okay. Um, I don't want to, like... No, yeah. Uh, throw plug stuff. This has been an awesome episode. Yeah, no, thank you so much. I mean, I've been I've been listening to your podcast for a while, like, cool. when I first, first met you. I remember my first one was Sean Patton's episode. Yes. It was an amazing episode. <laughs> but, no, thank you so much for having me on. Um, yeah, you can Thanks find me that. at... This has been really... This conversation. Like, this is the shit I love talking about all day. I could, yeah. We could keep going, but i got to get back to work, so... <laughs> yeah. Um, you can find me on Twitter, at Steve Ray Morris. Um, all the... It's with a... Steven with a V. Steven with a V and R-A-Y. R-A-Y. Yeah. 
Um, like Ray Stance. Yeah. Or if you... Or, uh, or like a ray of light. <laughs> like a ray... Like, I just see the Madonna video. Like a ray of light, it's Stephen Morris. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta know that as my ringtone. <laughs> I'm gonna clip this part of the podcast. Um, yeah, you can find me at Stephen Ray Morris. I write for a lot of sites, but if you just go to StephenRayMorris.com, I update it, like, every day with articles. You can read... I mean, if you're... You know, I feel like a lot of comedy people listen to this... So I've done interviews with like Beth Stelling about her album that came out last year, Emily yeah. V. Gordon, uh, about her book. Yeah. Um, I cool. interviewed Emily Heller about her uh, stand-up album that's really amazing. So that's the kind cool. of stuff you can check out on like Comedy Cake in L.A. And then, uh, yeah, I wrote a book about Jurassic Park called Molding a Jurassic Universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find it on Audible, iTunes, and Amazon. 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 Yeah, so you yeah. can go download that. Uh, into your... You can absorb it if you want. I mean, you could read it, but you could absorb it if you wanted to. Yeah, you could read it or you could absorb it. Yeah. Did you do the audiobook? Uh, no, I didn't do the audiobook. Oh, who I did got it? somebody who can read better than me. Just like a voice actor. But, cool. Uh, yeah. Oh, dude. Awesome. All right. Okay. So yeah, this has been You and Me and Thoughts and Talk with Doug Culp and... What, what? Stephen Ray Morris. Yeah.